Welcome to another episode of One-on-One with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. What's going on, man? (laughs) How's it going? You're in Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. You, uh, why don't you start by telling me where you're at with your, with your web design journey? Weebly is a real pain. Let me tell you, it's easy to use, but it just, there's so many intricate issues. Like it just drives me up a wall. I started a program. I was really just, I'm a very successful loan officer. I got injured with that injury I told you about. And I've been for the longest time trying to figure out what can I do to really build a business on my own to be self-employed. So I have something that when I end up leaving the mortgage business, I can, you know, travel, spend time with my daughter, my family, and just live the way I want to because I put the groundwork in now. And I'm one of the most highly motivated people you'll ever meet. Like I just spent 45 to 80 hours on Weebly in the last five days. Wow. Like trying to learn everything I could and Also, the biggest thing I was trying to figure out, you know, in my head was, how do I find the right program to learn? And I was on YouTube, and I just started getting those click funnels. So I started putting in my spam email, because I don't really care about that one. I just wanted to get as many ones that could come through. And finally, I came across this one video where the guy was talking about internet real estate. The way he meant that was, if you build a website correctly with proper SEO management, you learn all the factors, you learn the trainings that I can give you, we can really help you out. And you will be very profitable. And you want to the overhead is like if you actually bought a piece of real estate out, you know, in the market. And that really fascinated me with the way he presented that market. So I was interested. I put my info in. He, you know, they, they, they scheduled a follow-up call. It's not like you just give your credit card. Like you can't even get in unless they give you a whole phone call interview, which took two hours. I signed up. Content's phenomenal. Trainings are great. The only thing is, though, the only thing he gave me in training on how to build a website, which he had built his own, which I followed, was the Weebly one. But I decided this is what I want to do. I want to build my SEO consulting company. Obviously, I just started learning this two weeks ago. So I've already built the website, got the domain, got the logo, uh, got the office address. Like, I'm just being proactive. I'm trying to check things off that I know what I can, you know, things that I'm capable of doing I want to do now. And I'll just learn as I go. Now, I'm not really too worried about getting clients and stuff because even my first day selling mortgages, I talked to the IT director of the University of Pennsylvania. No idea what I was doing. They just said, just start making calls. I sold him on a deal. And to this day, he thinks like I'm a revered expert. Now, I'm eight years in the business now. That was my first day eight years ago. So I was like, I know I have the capability to sell and help people out. I'm a very personal person like you. Your style kind of resonated with me. Out of all the BS I see on YouTube, you just really talk directly to people in a way like it's friends or family. You're not trying to BS anything. 
and you give your opinion and views on what worked and what didn't work. So I really appreciate, and I'm very grateful and thankful you took the time to at least talk to me because I was, uh, I was just blown away by the way your content is on your blogs and YouTube videos. I just want to say thank you directly for that. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no worries. I enjoyed doing this. Uh, it's fun being able to talk to people like all over the world. So far, I've, I've talked to people from Nigeria and India and Europe, States, Canada. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you decided on Weebly because of that, that program that you had signed up for, correct? Yeah, I had no idea how to design a website. So I was like, this is my first real training tutorial. So I just followed it step by step. And what do you think of it so far? You said you had a, you're having a problem with it <laughs> or found it frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you want to pull up my site to see it? I do. Yeah. You have one already? Uh, sorry. So it's PhiladelphiaSEOConsulting.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going after uh, SEO clients, not web design. No, I'm doing it all. If the, I named the company SEO Consulting, but if when you're on the site, I mean, we do web design service. I mean, gotcha. we have to outsource it. I, I already have three web developers I found on Fiverr that'll do the work. And I could charge double what they would charge me to still get the client in. So I'm not, I mean, I have a whole team of people I just outsource to for content writing, blog writing, web development. And I feel like in a way, that's fine because like I am a consultant like now that I've been myself that, so I want to have a team of people around me. But at the end of the day, yes, time is the most valuable asset that we have. So if we can allocate it accordingly and do what we need to do when let other people do the hard work behind the scenes, that's great. But I also want to learn how to do the damn stuff. Like I saw you said, you know, you started in the first year or so just, you know, hitting up local businesses and showing them what the new design would be like for their homepage. I like to do that. I just don't know how many more hours. I mean, like, if it took me 40 to 60 hours to look at what you're looking at now, it might take me 20 years to do what it would be on WordPress. That's why I'm kind of, because I figure Weebly's just drag and drop. It's not, I don't even do HTML or any of it, you know? Yeah. So um, with WordPress, I don't do coding either. I don't do HTML and CSS and a lot of stuff. Um, the big reason why I migrated to WordPress is, is because I discovered that plugin uh, Elementor that basically integrates a drag and drop style CMS into WordPress. So it makes, it still retains that drag and drop functionality that I needed for my, to give to my clients so that they can edit their site when they needed to, but it also adds the customizability and added features of WordPress. Whereas Weebly is more, it's more limited in a lot of senses. Is that, is that what Elementor is? The ability for your client, once you publish the site, they can update an image or put anything they want in there? Elementor is a full CMS. It's a full content management system. So imagine you're actually taking a platform like Weebly and superimposing it over the WordPress platform. It basically kind of takes it over. And it's, so it's a way you can design the websites. I think you'd actually like it a lot based on what you've told me so far. But... Um, I noticed you're already blogging. Is that, are those posts you wrote? No, no. As I found somebody <laughs> in Pakistan. I can't shut up. I really did. I found someone in Pakistan. I'm paying like $10, $15 for, for not even that. Uh, I paid $25 for 3,000 words. So 1,000 word blog posts. And it's SEO optimized. I like her writing style. And as you said in one of your other, I was listening to some of your podcasts, like, it's impossible to find. Look at the crap that's on there now. I paid a hundred dollars for 
for this site, I gave her exactly, I did all the keyword research, RFs, I had everything. I took it all, gave it to her. She repetitively keeps saying the same stuff. Oh, if you want this, if you're looking for, I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I don't understand how I paid for this. And then I'm trying to rewrite it. And my actual writing, if you wanted to see it, let me just show my design of, of writing, which is in the opening statement. And then in the back, when you go to the SEO page, you'll see my like, hey, welcome back again. And then enjoy the rest of the site. I thought it was a cool little thing. Not many people do that. So I was like, that's fine. But like, I, I can't even begin to tell you that I, I'm not going to be able to rewrite the garbage that I paid a hundred hours for. So that's, that's the other issue. But I just want to so that was a hundred dollars for three posts. No, 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 not, not the, the actual content on the site outside of the blog I just created yesterday. All the writing is, is kind of just not good in my, Oh, opinion. so you paid someone to do the web copy for the, for the pay, for the website, not the, the blog. web content, the writing, the words. Yeah. 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 Um, so you ever heard the old adage, you get what you pay for. <laughs> I think it's not like my first time doing it. I went on text brokers. I thought, you know, for and sure. I absolutely company that I signed up for that I paid the tuition to learn. They have a writer. It's like 250 bucks to do the 1500 word homepage, 500 words per category. And I'm like, nah, I'm smarter than these guys. I'm gonna pay a little less. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so there's, yeah, I, I mean, I was in a similar boat when I was first starting out, I did lots of experimenting and, and trial and error. Um, but I, there's going to be a massive shift in the SEO industry over the next couple of years, in particular, the content production, Th that kind of content used, you used to be able to get away with that stuff that used to be, you know, five, six years ago, you just pump a bunch of blog posts, articles out with and stuff it with the keywords you're trying to rank for. And it would it would work, but Google's getting smarter and smarter and smarter, uh, and they're pushing out new algorithm updates every few months. So, the name of the game now is producing like really high quality content, like storytelling, like really engaging custom images, uh, embedded videos, and podcast episodes, like different ways for people to interact with the content. If you want to rank, you have to go all in like i don't know if you've seen any of the blog posts i've done or if you just seen my youtube videos but they're long blog posts with thousands of words very in-depth uh covering all kinds of different categories and i also embed my youtube videos in the post and i embed my podcast episode in the post so i give people multiple ways to interact with it whether it's reading it watching it listening to it i give them the choice and all of those things keeps people on the blog posts for a longer period of time which is a ranking factor. It shows that people aren't just landing on your page and taking off right away. So content has never been more competitive. Everyone knows now you have to produce content if you want to rank. So the competition has never been tougher, uh, which means you need to have higher quality content than ever. So those, those, Matt, those companies that offer these, like they're basically like content farms, they're either going to go under or they're going to have to completely change their models and just charge more and have actual like professional writers producing this content for people. I so write I all of my blog posts myself. Well, I needed to, to do something just to get me on the board with all the time I'm putting into it. There's no way I'm going to have time to write. Like you have time now just freed up to do it. Like I'm just trying to get everything up and running to a point where Google even has me listed on the 10th page or something. So then I could sit back and be like, all right, my content's done. I have some blog posts that are going to rank, hopefully. And now I can take the time to write my own blog that I got everything else out of the way, you know? 
yeah, nothing wrong. Like I said, uh, nothing wrong with uh, experimenting and trying things. Um, but those blog posts, based on what I've seen, aren't going to rank. Oh, the ones that I have in there now? Yeah. They're too, they're too generic, too similar to a ton of other content that's out there. It has to be, it has to be way more in depth than that. So try to think of like, if, if that's what you're going for, especially if you're, if you're going to be an SEO consultancy, you're going to have to prove that you have the, the kind of ability to do that, that you, that you do it yourself with your own business. So the SEO services that I offer, they actually focus 80% of it is just on producing quality content. The keyword optimization, the technical aspects of SEO, that's becoming less and less important. Google's getting smarter, smarter at understanding the search intent of what people are looking for rather than just the keyword itself. So like, for example, if I Google Nike shoes, what is it that I'm looking to do? Buy sneakers. Buy, buy sneakers, buy Nike shoes. Google doesn't show me a bunch of pages about Nike's main website or their history on Wikipedia, where the Air Jordan started. No, they know that people that are searching for Nike shoes, they're ready to buy. That's what they're looking for. So all the stuff they feature are websites that are selling Nike shoes. If I, let's say like one of the people, what you had mentioned in the past, so I forget what YouTube video it was, but you were like, you know, your biggest thing's got to, one of them has got to be, you got to be motivated, like not have excuses. Like you need to know that you want to put the time in to get where you want to be. My issue is not that. My issue is the confusion of trying to figure out where am I going to invest my time to know that I am learning the correct things. Because I thought those black posts were good, but to you, you're, you're like a veteran and a high expert, I guess, in the field. I mean, your website looks awesome. I see the customer testimonials you have. You obviously know what the hell you're talking about. So for me, if I just started this two weeks ago, which obviously I could commend myself and give myself a pat on the back, that's great. But I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm trying my best to kind of wing through it. I'm going to get wrecked by Google on their algorithms if I have no idea to do it the right way. So what's your advice on the content piece and what you're doing and how I can kind of go off what you're doing and do it for myself? So a couple of things. One, the, the thing you said at the beginning about how you are, have always been really great at sales and you've had a business mind, that's fantastic. That's the hardest part about any business, regardless of what you're selling, is getting clients. So if you can sell, that's going to be your biggest challenge. Your biggest challenge is going to be taken care of. And if you, if you have to outsource some of the work, and build your own team of freelancers to actually do like the, the website designs and the content production. That's fine. That's, that's called a company. <laughs> you're the CEO. You're, and you've got, you've got team members that are uh, specialized in those different uh, niches and those aspects. You're bringing in the clients. They can do the work. I believe that if you're going to sell, you should also really get to know what you're selling as well. Um, and so I, it sounds to me like right now you might have a bit of a shotgun approach. Like you're trying a lot of different things. Um, for me, web design and SEO, they're basically two very big things. SEO is an important aspect of web design, but the content production side of it, that's a whole other beast. It's a whole other animal. So I would recommend you kind of narrow down what it is you want your company to be, whether you're going to focus on web design first or SEO first and put all of your resources into learning that one thing really well first and then move on to the next one and then do the same thing, repeat the process, then move on to the next thing. 
Like when I first started out, I was using Weebly. I was just trying to learn the fundamentals of web design. And because SEO is an important aspect of web design, I was learning the basics of SEO as I went along with it. Then as I got better and better, I realized, oh, I need to be producing content if I want to rank. And then I was, okay, I started dabbling with producing content, realized Weebly is not a good platform to produce content on, started looking at, okay, what is a good platform? WordPress, obviously, it's the most popular platform in the world. Okay, I need to produce a blog on WordPress, start producing content. My content was horrific. It was so bad. And I did that for six to 12 months and it slowly refined, get better content, realize all my old stuff was garbage, deleted it all. <laughs> and, and then I realized, oh, you need to have um, engaging content in your blog posts, like custom images. Don't just use generic stock photos. People are so accustomed to seeing those. They see it, blank out, move on. If you take a, even if you take a stock photo and just edit it yourself, put a little funny text bubble, make it, make it funny in some way, make it engaging. I was like, okay, I got to learn a little bit of graphic design to do that, but I don't really want to get into Adobe and all that fanciness. Is there anything simpler online that I can use? Then you find a tool like Canva. It's an online graphic design tool. And, and it's just like, it just snowballs, right? And you kind of, you go from one thing, but you, 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 I don't want to say master, but you get to know uh, a skill really well before jumping on to the next one. Because otherwise you can like, you can spread your time so thin amongst all these different skills that you're not progressing very quickly with any one of them. I would, I would say I'm a hundred percent. I needed to get my website up. So like when I do start selling, I had a finished product to show people like, yeah, I'm legit. So that was one of the reasons, but like, as far as going forward, I don't mind outsourcing the website development. Yeah, that's a service I offer. And I can find good WordPress people that can put it together. And I, I think as long as they see that the clients are coming to them, because a website's not going to give you clients. A website's going to be aesthetically pleasing, better for your company compared to what it was for your image. But you need to have SEO integration. You need to have Google Ads. You need to be able to do Google Maps, social advertising, all the things I'm learning in the courses that I have to build, to bring traffic to the site is going to be great. But I need to fully understand SEO with what you're telling me because I, even with the trainings I have, I'm still very confused on how to do it the right way. You're obviously the one thing that is unanimous, content's king, and you need very, very good content. How do I get very, very good content without outsourcing that content, even if I want to work on the back end like at nighttime and just type my own things? I need an example to know what I'm doing to get to that level, you know? Yeah. So SEO is complete. The whole point of SEO is to bring traffic to the site. That's so right. that's, but bringing traffic to your site doesn't instantly turn those people into a customer. You now, now that you've brought them there, now you have to convert them. Now you have to convince them. So sales copy, learning uh, web copy, what type of wording you put into a website is probably the number one skill copywriting out of anything else even above seo because you can have an seo expert bring in ten thousand people every month to this website they get there and it's a it's a boring website with boring copy the um value proposition is not clear there's no clear call to action i don't know where to submit my contact form am i supposed to buy something there's there's so many different elements just to writing great copy getting to, and making that sell and it sounds like you have a very um you are very good at sales. Like you have that type of personality. So I would, I would recommend you spend time 
trying to develop, um, basically convert your speaking skills, your speaking sales skills into uh, copy, into writing onto your page. So if, you're, if, if your whole website just makes up one landing page, one page, if you notice, if you go to rapidweblaunch.com, it's one page. Very nice one page, by the way. I liked it. But, and it took, that was years of refinement, constantly tweaking this, this, and that. Little words here or there, adjusting the visuals or something. I'm, I'm always looking for just little ways to make it more attractive, make it more appealing, and to get more people to convert, to actually click the contact form. But I always, from the very beginning, my whole web design uh, page was just my home page. It's just one landing page. And the whole goal is to get people to get to the bottom and submit their contact info. When you said copywriting, I always thought copywriting was like taking somebody else, like plagiarism. That's what it, that's what it assessed in my mind. I never actually looked up the term to dig into it. Copywriting is what exactly by definition? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's copyright as in right versus wrong. <laughs> so that's like a trademark. That's the legal, like basically it says, I own this copy. I wrote this. When I say copywriting, I'm talking about as in like writing words. Yeah, so copywriting is just a fancy way of saying be a good writer. <laughs> like write words really well. Be a good storyteller. Um, yeah, a lot I of am like. A good storyteller. I think I'm a good. So like in the in just a brief example, not the greatest writer, but in my first opening statement on the homepage, I don't know what your what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts on the website in general, even with the stock images and everything for a first timer? Yeah, let me pull up your homepage here. So um, uh, first issue is that I land on your page and there's nothing there but a video of, I'm assuming, Philadelphia. Well, that's the top header. Yeah, but there's no words. That's your most valuable piece of, of real estate right there. When people first land there, that's when you got to get people, hook them, convince them to keep scrolling. Because right now I land on here and I'm like, I don't know, should I be watching this video? Am I supposed to scroll down? Like, I know it sounds crazy, but you got to make it so stupid easy for people <laughs> and make it and, and get them to hook. So even if you just put a heading that says, you know, if you look at my, my web, my page, it just says fast and affordable web design guaranteed. And then there's a call to action button because there's nothing here. It doesn't tell me what you do. Listen, so, man, you can assassinate me. You can assassinate me on this, on this call. It's fine. I like the constructive <laughs> criticism. Just bring all you got, man. Let me know. You're going to, you're going to regret saying that. That's fine, man. It's my first time, dude. I <laughs> sure, look like no. a, I'm baby trying to walk right now compared to like the pros. Dude, yeah, that's why you're here. I mean, that's why I'm doing this. Like, it's I'm happy to to help out. Um, yeah. So scroll down. The hours of operation not really important. It's a digital company. You're not a restaurant, unless you're really worried about people calling you at five thirty instead of five. I would get rid of that. Uh, phone number. Having the phone number near the top is good, but I would probably just stick that in your in your navigation menu at the top like make it so it appears uh, as you scroll it's sticky uh philadelphia seo consulting introduction so that's so that's what i mean by by copywriting what so i'm guessing you put that there for keyword benefit not not the uh introduction that's just the name of my company i'm just putting introduction just to give you a heads up like hey let me introduce myself gotcha so the way so the way people are uh, copywriting these days it's become more and more about trying to write the way people think, the way people um, speak. So as you scroll down and then you see something that says Philadelphia SEO consulting introduction, 
that's not how people speak naturally, right? So if, if you want to picture someone landing on your website, okay, you have a few seconds to, to, to hook me. Why am I here? I'm here because I need either a website designed or I want my website to rank in Google. Those are the two reasons I should be visiting you because those are the services you offer. So right away, you should be telling me, why should I be here? What can you do for me? Why should I keep scrolling? What's the, what's because it is all about me. The customer is always right in this scenario. So instead of that, I scroll down and I see something about an introduction and then there's a massive wall of text. Like it's a lot of text. I'm not going to read all this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking as the person, some random person who's visiting your page. Like it's just, it's just a wall of text, right? So there's nothing to, you have to break it up into literally like one or two sentences, make text pop, make it eye catching, appealing. But uh, I thought the home page has to have like at least 1500 words. No, to SEO. nope. That is, see, that's an old fashioned way of thinking for SEO. That's, that's what I was getting trained on. So that could be wrong. That's what I'm saying. I'm learning. Yeah. Honestly, man, that's the dangers. There's so many guys out there that are teaching old fashioned SEO tactics. Uh, it can be really, SEO is not easy. It's very competitive. Google's always changing. So you have to stay on top of every new algorithm update they have. And you have to make sure you're following like the legit uh, leaders in the industry because otherwise you can end up buying some crappy course of some guy who's pitching SEO tactics from, that worked six years ago. And that is a perfect example. A, a minimum word count is non-existent. That shouldn't, that's never a thing. What you need to do is optimize your page for sales. Don't think SEO first. Think about once you've actually got someone here how are you going to convince them? How are you going to convert them into a customer? So if you look at my, my rapid web launch page, I think at most I might have 500 words on the entire page. Everything is broken up into really tiny sentences, little paragraphs, lots of images, lots of custom graphics. It's, it's very um, scannable. Like you can just kind of scroll down and just scan things and get little pieces here or there. Words stand out at you. The headings stand out at you. And you can tell right away from the top, you know exactly what I'm all about. Fast and affordable web design. I can give that to you. Yeah, so, straight, straight into the point. Yeah. So actually, if you could pull up my SEO page, I'm assuming you have your browser there. You can pull up a, a website. I want to, so if you go to rapidweblaunch.com slash SEO dash services. Where is the menu to get to the other services on the, or is he just clicking that? That's what I'm saying, dude. There's no menu. There are no other pages. Ooh, there's no menu? That's what's mind-blowing right now. It's That's crazy. it. It's, it's, just, it's just the one page. There's nowhere else to go. There's so literally do, nothing else you can do on that page except contact me. So how do people know to like put backslash SEO? They, so that's, that's my point. So, so okay, think of it this way. Everything I design, it's a, it, think of it as a funnel. So at the beginning of the funnel, you have someone searching for, uh, let's say, examples of good consultant websites. Okay, so they Google that. They find a list of blog posts of listing examples of great quality consultant websites. Which one of those blog posts is at the top? Mine. They click on my blog post, shows 
I don't know, 12 to 15 examples of great quality consultant websites. They get exactly the answer to the question they were looking for. And on that same blog post, there's a call to action. Do you need help with your consultant website? Click here. They do need help with their consultant website because otherwise they wouldn't be looking at examples of consultant websites. Right. So they, they click on my call to action. It takes them to a that landing page, a landing page designed specifically only for people who are interested in consultant web design. It's just one page and they scroll down and the only option they have is to either fill out their contact form and contact me for a website quote or just leave. There's no other confusing buttons. There's no menu to get lost on. It's just funneling down to that simple action of submitting their contact info. So in this example, I'm offering SEO services. The only people who can actually access that link for SEO services are people who, who followed that funnel who are actually interested in SEO services. And once they land on that page, they're not looking for web design. Why do I need to put a menu at the top that says, try out web design here? No, they want SEO. So you found it, this is the page. Now just submit your contact info. This is fascinating because I thought you're supposed to have a menu with the backlinks and interlinking for the Google to algorithm to help you rank. So, uh, I was just saying it depends on the the business, the industry, uh, what you're trying to achieve. So most of the websites I build for clients, they do have a navigation menu in multiple pages. That's perfectly okay. What I determined is that for my goal of selling web design and SEO services and, and the products and services that I'm offering, it made more sense to funnel people down this way. And the reason I came to that conclusion is because I obsessed over what are what process, mental state are people in when they visit certain pages of my site. And then I optimize everything for that mental state. I know if someone Googles uh, examples of consultant websites, they're interested in getting a website made for their consultancy. There's no other reason why you would Google something like that. So I have that mentality in my mind when I made the blog post for them. Okay, here you go, here's some answers. But because I know they're interested in that, I also put a call to action that said, by the way, if you need help, click this and it just funnels them down to that one single action. And you can apply that to any product or service. So did you, did you land on my SEO page yet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it now. I'm actually going to all refs. I'm going to see the backlinks and everything on there and how that works. I don't have, a, I don't have a lot of backlinks to that page. You won't, you won't find much. That's good that you actually have uh, hrefs. I said it gave me the training, but I guess the training was from seven years ago. So it's like, I think he did this in 2015. He made those videos. Backlinks are two. Oh, wait. Href oh, so you got that training from Hrefs? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. In the training, you said get Hrefs because that's that's where you're going to be able to look up all the answers. And then I saw oh, you okay. said the same thing. You had this other company you were using, KY Keyword or something. You really liked them. In one of the old YouTube videos, I was going to ask, what's your favorite service today? Because the other one was like in Canada, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch to choose from. Uh, Hrefs is my favorite. It okay. is the, but it is the most expensive. It is the like agency level platform. But I used a, a couple of different ones uh, throughout the years. And as my my budget and my business grew, then I finally invested in Hrefs. But dude, if you want to if you want to learn SEO. Hrefs is the way to do it. Their blog and their uh, SC or their YouTube channel, 
it's the best in the industry. Those guys are on, on the ball. They, in three years, they went from nobody to the biggest SEO tool in the industry. And it's extremely competitive. And you, if you want to like it compared to me, it's like, I'll, that's like, you know, it's like almost saying like, you got to get the Ferrari, man. It drives so much better than the Toyota Prius. (laughs) That's true. I don't know exactly what you're doing, but when you understand what you're doing and then have the best tools like a Ferrari to do it, I get what you're saying. It's just, I need to get on the level of understanding of what you're doing. So I understand why RFs is the best or however you say it. But I have. I was just trying to say, even if you can't afford to use their tool right now, their blog about SEO and their YouTube channel are the best in the industry. If you want to learn for free. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a blog or YouTube. I've just been on this site. Just we're talking about a h r e f s dot com, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but do you see you see my SEO page, right? Do you see the example yeah. of the copy I'm talking about? How it's like a story I'm telling. Yeah, websites and no traffic are lonely places. I love how you also have like entrepreneur how post you keep putting, you know, major yeah. advertising in there. Like it works out nice. I like that. That's called social proof that that just proves because those websites and those blogs have featured my content and stuff and my web design. So it tells people that I'm legit. Yeah. Very, very straight to the point, different sections of images showing the keywords that you want. And yeah. And I explain, I showed the graphs. I was like, listen, if you want to rank, you're here for SEO services. You need a blog. If you want a blog, this is what it's going to take. And I know what I'm talking about because here's the proof. I did it with my own blog. Now here's the price if you want to get it done. It's it's like it's very straightforward. So that's the that's the idea of storytelling though and getting really good at copywriting. That's a more valuable skill than any of those other things we talked about. People will pay you a lot of money to write good sales copy. I got to figure out how to replicate this idea, which doesn't seem too difficult once I know how to design something like this. And then I got to really dig into. I wish you had an SEO course. No, nah, you don't need a course, man. It's all out there for free. I, that's why I don't like all these people that, that sell courses. Don't buy any courses. I learned all this stuff for free. I didn't buy a single course. It seems like SEO keeps evolving, as you said. You learned that just as things were evolving, you were still finding people giving you updates on for free. changes that were coming. Oh, yeah, man. Like I'm telling you, companies like Ahrefs are legit. The guys that are selling courses, they're the ones you should be most skeptical of. Those are the ones because they're outdated. If you make it, because it takes so much work to put together this massive course, they're finally ready to sell it. And then six months later, Google's like, oh, the game's changed and their whole co- their whole course is meaningless. You think they're going to stop selling it? Get out of here. <laughs> they put so much, uh, they've invested so many resources into it. And a lot, a lot of times they won't bother updating it properly. No, for sure. Save your money. Just learn the stuff for free. It's all on YouTube. It's all on Google. That's a very tricky place. If you don't have the right resources to know who to go to, you could be wasting a lot of time on there. That's uh, well, for one thing you, so the thing that one thing that helped me is you do over time, you learn who to listen to and who not to listen to. Once you find out who to listen to, you listen to their recommendations. And if they turn out to be legit, then you know, they're a trusted source. Like, so let me give you an example. Why do you, why do you listen to me when I say you should use Ahrefs? Because you seem to be a, a leader in knowing what you're doing. Based but, what, on but, what, but what incentive do I have to tell you to do that? None. Nothing. They're not paying me. I don't get, right. any, I don't get any affiliate sales. 
I get nothing for telling you. You just generally want to put people in the right place to be the right tools to learn best. I mean, why else would I, like, why else would I be doing this? For me, when I see someone offer a course or affiliate, but like there's an incentive for them to, to sell because they get a piece of the pie. It's like um, the biggest scam out there is every single post you'll see about how to start a blog, every single one, they sell Bluehost as uh, the best hosting services. They always suggest Bluehost, 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 Bluehost. And they have links to Bluehost throughout their post. You know why all of these bloggers recommend Bluehost? Because of the affiliate link and their kickback. They get $120 for every person that signs up with Bluehost. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that Bluehost is a bad company, but it means their opinion is automatically tainted. Yeah. There's an incentive to not necessarily be 100% truthful because you want that sale. So for me, I often, when I'm looking for to people to listen to, or I want to learn something, I ask myself, why are they telling me this information? Where is this coming from? And the vast majority will have some kind of call to action at the end that says, buy my course or buy, my, or buy from this company. Again, not necessarily a bad thing because I make suggestions too, but look at, are they benefiting by selling this information? And to be honest, like you said, one of the things, the reasons why I've grown my blog and my YouTube channel, it's still small, like it's still a niche, but the reason why a lot of people are drawn to it is it's becoming more and more clear that I don't actually have any financial incentive for a lot of the information I'm giving. I'm just throwing it out there. My benefit is that I, is that I grow my brand and I grow my business. I get more awareness and I get more clients. That's my whole point is just get clients. The rest is just giving the information for you guys for free. I mean, I feel like you got to be pretty successful, man. With like, I, I just don't understand how you don't have more followers on your YouTube videos, which is crazy to me. Because like, I could watch your videos like three or four times and be like, I just watched 20 other videos that were straight garbage. This man just made a video phenomenal content the way he explained everything was everything you wanted a roadmap to find the treasure chest on treasure island he gave it to you he's got a thousand viewers on it, a thousand subscribers i don't understand it just doesn't make sense to me it's a competitive game <laughs> feel free to share my stuff with people <laughs> dude i will i will anything i could do to help you out i would and i just just for the fact you're even talking to me like that's you know for life anything that i ever have an opportunity to send somebody a video i try to get you one more follower if i could just because I appreciate what you do for everybody. I'll take you're straight it. straight to the point. You're honest. You're not trying to have another hidden agenda. You're not trying to charge people for additional things if they didn't need it. And you're just all around seem like a good guy. That was kind of the the feeling I had when I heard your videos and stuff. So right, well, who, who should I listen to? What's the best advice you have like straight up like for me to learn to become a, a great SEO consultant if that's what I'm going for? And I want to be 100% on learning that first. Where do I start? Uh, that's what I was saying. Honestly, the number one free method of learning SEO, great SEO, is through Ahrefs, their blog and their YouTube channel. I'll check that out for sure. Um, like you'll find that obviously a lot of their posts, they'll, they'll integrate their tool into, into their strategies. And that's fair if they're, they are trying to sell their service. But all of the information is extremely valuable. It's free. And they back it up with proof and evidence. They are the number one SEO blog now because of this. They're actually, their biggest competitor just got 
absolutely burnt last week because they tried to offer this new service uh, that all the SEO experts were like, that's kind of sketchy. That's like black hat SEO. And Google themselves actually tweeted them was like, yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and it was all just because they wanted the extra buck. They didn't really think it through. And so that their, their brand and their credibility is like, just like that, it can be severely damaged. So for learning SEO, yeah, Hrefs YouTube channel and blog is, is fantastic. Um, and with learning web design, it really just, the best method is practicing the way you're doing. It, it takes time, you gotta invest in it, but you pick a tool you, and you consume a bunch of content about how to use that tool. You learn about user experience design, what, what makes people interact with websites in a certain way. So, oh, well, I got uh, to, do to redo my entire website to make it look like this. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. You're way ahead of most people I talk to on here. Most people don't even have their own website still. They get, they're getting their own clients already through whatever means, and they still don't even have a website for their own business. So you're, it's great that you're, you're actually taking action. Thanks, man. You can't get away. You can't excel in life if you're always thinking about things and not putting in emotion. I like to try to put things in motion, even if I'm fall, like, even if it's going to not be where it needs to be, it's a start, right? You can't build mm -hmm. a house without laying some bricks. You need something to be able to build. That's what I wanted to do. And I want to get your guidance too, man. I really can't thank you enough. And hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if this is like one and done with you, but like maybe we could check it in the future, see how everything's at, because it was a real pleasure yeah. to talk to you. That'd be cool. For sure. Keep up the good work, man. Yeah, I might be walking on two legs next time. <laughs> that would be progress. <laughs> yeah. Take care of that. Thanks. Man. All right, dude. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to have a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me and be the next guest on the podcast, just click the link in the description and submit your info. Keep up the good work.